Hi, welcome to the What Do I Do With My Life podcast. We're so excited you've joined us today. You can find out more about us at whatdoidowithmylifepodcast.com and you can contact us at whatdoidowithmylifepodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Welcome to What Do I Do With My Life. Thanks so much for joining us for episode four, number four. Greetings. And we are, I guess we, well, we're still in quarantine. Yep. And and what I don't even know what day we're on. I don't know what day, day is. Fourteen, fifteen, sixteen for me. Day sixteen for me. But you've been going out to work. Yeah. So yeah, you've been out a little bit. Like more or less essential, they say. Yes, mental health is still health. Um, yeah. And I think I think a lot of people, mental health wise, are struggling. Some of them with this stuff, though. I think some are struggling, and then some are not struggling. It just kind of depends on personality, I guess. Right. Yeah. Some people are more. More struggling as far as, well, as a profession, we're slated to do more online, which is called telehealth. Um, not everybody, but a majority of us that, that see people are going in that route. And so we're, we're finding it somewhat arduous to figure out the best platform to use and what's HIPAA compliant. And then we have to also adjust to our, our clients' needs who some don't want to leave their homes and some really need to come out and visit and, and see another human person and in person. So it varies across the board. Interesting. But I am being a teacher. I am definitely not at work. I am home and uh, school systems are kind of all over the place right now trying to figure out what to do. And, um, and it's not just like elementary schools, like what I teach at, but high schools and colleges and yeah. all everything in between. Um, moving more to online platforms, which is an adjustment. It, it I really mean, it's, it's a huge adjustment for everybody. And I thank God that we have that ability. I mean, can you imagine I mean, if we didn't have online? I, I mean, things would just shut down and not be able to continue. Yeah. Um, but I think nowadays we do have the technology nowadays to stay, stay connected and to continue to do things that are needed and all of that. But, um, yeah, so we decided, so I'm, I'm officially kind of, going slightly crazy like most people and I think I have good days and bad days where I want to go out and I just want to get out and then other days where it's like okay I'm fine I'm fine in here but um in our in my craziness I talked Jeff into letting us foster (gasps) a cat who was pregnant and so we have four little baby kittens right now in the basement um and they're so little they haven't even opened their eyes yet they're They're super cute they're they are super cute they're very, four, very there's cute. four of them. Um, but mama's not very happy with being a mama. And so that's been a challenge of trying to get her to stay with the babies and to nurse the babies and to make sure the babies are eating. And so, but they're, we're all home right now to be able to do that. And so it kind of gives us, I don't know, I think it's a cute little distraction during this yeah. time to have something to love on and, you know, little <laughs> yeah. screamy little, screamy little babies. It does make me wonder why mom is not very confident in being a mother. <laughs> I don't think she does. I think she just doesn't want to be a mother. And nice try. Nice try at that segue, though. Yeah. Because we you. did want to thank talk you. about confidence, but we I'm not, not sure that that kind of <laughs> no, <laughs> was a I good try. It was good. Yeah. Well, you not know. being a very confident mother. Because well, today we want to talk to you about confidence. Yeah. So for some, you know, we just we just kind of want to kind of be open to 
Holy Spirit and where to go and what we want to talk about. And so um, you mentioned confidence the other day. And I, and I do think that the more we talked about it the last few days, I really do think confidence is a huge, huge issue um, that faces people and stops them from moving forward with what they want to do with their lives. So that's kind of our whole focus anyway is, you know, what do I do with my life? And even if you know that, you still have to have the confidence to move towards it in some way, shape or form. Right, no matter what it may be. And so we thought we would share with you a little bit about what we believe is confidence and, and what takes it away and where to go from there. We, um, I work with little guys, little kids, seven-year-olds in my classroom. Um, gosh, it's so weird to not see them anymore. But, um, but I definitely see, like even, even among the young ones, you know, who has confidence and who doesn't. And uh, so much of, of how we naturally either have it, you know, people who naturally have it versus people who naturally don't. A lot of that comes down to how how you were raised and your parents and whether you really did kind of like um, receive that encouragement and help from them. But, you know, even, even if you did receive encouragement and help, sometimes, you know, people still struggle with confidence. So, um, it, I think it, I think a lot of it comes down to, you know, certain personalities I think have, you know, a little bit more natural confidence and then other personalities kind of struggle a little bit more. Right. Is that true? Yeah. I mean, definitely. You know, when you look at personality types, there are the You've heard the type A personality types and how they seemingly are so super confident. And part of that's in their DNA and it's just their nature to just to like look at a bigger picture and say, this is what I want to do for my business, my my person, my family. Um, you know, I'm sure you see that as teachers. Some teachers just, I mean, you're a little bit like that. You just kind of like can look at the bigger, bigger room and all the ins and outs of what needs to happen and and how it all flows, and some people are really good at that, and you can probably be, feel confident in doing that well. However, when you look back at, at some people, and this, if it's not in their DNA, it could also just be in their upbringing, is that they were never given the confidence to be successful or to go after their, their passions like we've talked about in the past. Um, and so they, they tend to just kind of get very stagnant and not go farther in their in their walk with God or in their walk in life because they just have never had that encouragement um, to feel the confidence like for example when I was growing up my parents often just told me oh just do whatever you want to do you'll you'll be fine you'll you know get your confidence from that and and certainly that was their best way of looking at building me up However, I needed a little bit more. I feel like so it was I'd, too vague, too vague and too aloof, too like, like whatever. It, it just put so much on me as a as a young boy, and and I'm, even my sister as a young girl, they just would say the same things, and so she kind of like took the ball running and went off and did successful things and was confident in what she accomplished in her life. However, I felt like I didn't know exactly what that meant to do whatever I wanted to do. So it was almost like you had like, okay, you could do whatever. And so there was almost too many options, too many possibilities. And you just ended up not being able to too many figure out yeah. which way to go. Yeah. I think honing down your options is a really important piece of, of 
of it too, because you can't do everything. Like nobody can do absolutely everything. And I think that that fallacy of you can do anything. Well, no, no, I, I, I'm not ever going to be a basketball player. I can't do everything. I'm not, I'm not even a sporty kind of person at all. I really wanted to be. In, in high school, I wanted to be a sporty person, yeah. but I just wasn't. And it just wasn't in my nature. It wasn't in my, now, I mean, do I think I probably could have gotten better at something? Yes. But is it, was it really something that I should have pursued? No. And so I think, you know, honing down, like where are your gifts and your talents and your passions um, is really important, you know, just kind of like narrowing it down. You know, what are the things that you care about? What are right. the things that you're good at? What kind of personality type? you have because like we were talking about personality types if you're an extrovert then you know certain kinds of jobs are not going to be good for you because you have to be an extrovert to be able to yeah. do them because you have to you know like a salesperson yeah. right yep. like can you an introverted salesperson isn't a great fit because right. you know you it doesn't mean you can't be good at it it just yeah. means an that ex, an extrovert doesn't want to do data entry and sit no. and do coding all day or yeah they, sitting they in front of a computer they wouldn't be that. able to do that yeah because they need that they love that interaction with people um yeah. and so they could do it, but they need to have that another outlet somehow, exactly. some way. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, and I think too, like I'm, I'm more of an extrovert, um, in, in my classroom in front of my kids, but, um, there's other, I'm a writer too. And writers are kind of introverts and, you know, kind of just us in the words a lot of times. And so, so I think, you know, there's, there's just certain, certain places and and passions and jobs and careers that fit us better. And so um, I think we can definitely find more confidence when we narrow it down, when we really start looking at, okay, so here's, here's the question. So what are you passionate about? What do you really, really care about? What matters to you? What excites you? Um, I remember I had an agent, uh, a writing agent that this is, um, you know, I actually don't even know if she, if she's the one that said it, I actually don't remember who told me this, but it was, it kind of stuck with me. It was one of those things. And they said, okay, imagine yourself at a party and people are having, there's like three or four different conversations going on. And, you know, and you're just kind of like wandering around, you're kind of listening. What conversation can you not help but join? Like you hear them talking about it and you're so passionate about whatever that thing they're talking about is that you just are compelled to kind of go over and join it because you care so much about it. And that is the kind of thing where you can kind of start to discover, this is something I'm really passionate about that I can't help talking about, that I can't help like exploring and wanting to wanting to um, engage in in some way. And that can really kind of, I think, help you find your passion because, I mean, I know for me, one of the things that, that drives me and I'm passionate about is media and entertainment. And particularly how Christians don't really have a voice in entertainment today. And like, there's a lot of great Christians out there doing great stuff, but they're, we're not really impacting culture with media and entertainment. It's kind of, it's still, it's kind of its own little thing. And I'm really passionate about seeing, um, Christians and great, films and TV shows and all these things, I'm really, really wanting to see us move in a way as Christians to tell stories that can be consumed and have an impact on mainstream culture. And we're just not there yet, but I believe I want us to get there. And so if people are talking about that topic, I, I can't help but jump mm -hmm. in. And you feel in. confident to talk about that. You know, you yes. Know, and why do you feel confident? Because you 
gave you, you gained a lot of knowledge. You yeah. gained a lot of insight. Yeah. Yeah. You learned a lot. And, you yeah. know, because you, you learned because you were, had that passion and that, that passion and then came back to feel more confident, like to talk about it. You know, if you're like yeah. that party example, if, if you heard somebody talking about, you know, media and screenplays and writing and <laughs> go, movies. <laughs> right yeah, on. you'd be, because it really, it interests you, but you also have confidence. I mean, so yeah. you have both. Yeah. So finding that, what, what, are, what are the things that you're passionate about? What are the topics? What are the things that, like, just compel you? Like, you, you just want to talk about them. You just want to be a part of the conversation. Um, that's, a, that's, a good, that's a good way to kind of start looking at, okay, what am I passionate about? Where, where do I, right. where do, what do I care about? Right. Let me give a brief definition of confidence. Um, what is confidence? It's a feeling or belief that one can rely on someone or something and firmly trust. It's a state of feeling certain about the truth of something, and it's a feeling of self-assurance arising from one's appreciation of one's own abilities and qualities. And that's where I wanted to really kind of hone in on a little bit of the feeling of self-assurance arising from one's appreciation of one's own abilities and qualities. And so that goes back to what we were saying. It's like, you know, what are your abilities and qualities? What are you passionate about? Where do you where do you see yourself in a directional path? And that's what, what I'm trying to kind of like yeah. get to. And, and that's what we're trying to help you guys out there to really kind of like realize what that, what does that process look like for you? So passion, what are you passionate about? And then what are your gifts and talents then? Yeah. Like where are your, where are the things that God has put in you? You right. know, because our, the gifts and talents of God are, you know, without repentance, you know, we, they're in us. God gave us these gifts and talents and whether we follow him or not, they're still there. Honestly, like I just, you know, we obviously believe that if you're connected with God and abiding in him, then, you know, exponentially more as possible through him than on our own. But we all have gifts and talents regardless of, of where we are at spiritually. Well, uh, interestingly enough, I, I have clients that will, that I will kind of say that to them and they will look at me and say, but I don't think I have any abilities. I don't no. think I have any abilities or talents. And so, so when I hear that, what I will often do is, is I'll kind of like flip the coin around, so to speak and say, well, what, what takes away your confidence in yourself? Like what takes away, like why is it that you believe you have no abilities? Like you have no passions, you have no talents, you have no desires. And, and, I, and I think that's, that's a very uh, vulnerable thing to say that they feel like I really have no confidence. Do you think in, that they used to have them and then they, they lost them at some point? I don't think they actually even realize that they that they really did that they may not have really ever thought about it. Interesting. Because then I'll I'll even go back and talk about like did you ever feel like you had a calling like at a younger age like you know between you know like like what did you want to be besides a <laughs> besides an astronaut you know what else kind of like you know piqued your interest you piqued your interest when you were like say in middle school. Because mm. middle school is some of those formative years when we do start to really think a little bit more about, you know, what do I want to do with my life? Yeah. Um, it's not fermented or cemented, but it's, um, it's, it's, it's a place where you are trying to really gain. It's a glimpse of that thing inside of you. 
Yeah. Right. Before before people or things or circumstances have maybe buried it. Right. Yeah. And that's a that's a big one with today's culture. We there are circumstances that that kids just have to grow up in such a way of they have to go from event to event to event, say a divorce of a parent or a, a death of a, of a parent or a parent goes to jail or, um, you know, brother or sister is, is in need or more needy. Um, all kinds of different reasons as to where that, that, that child who doesn't really know what their calling is or doesn't know what their passions are um, will grow up to be like, like when they become an adult and now they're trying to figure it out because maybe they're 20 something and they have no idea what to do with their life and they're just So how do you stuck. so how do you get somebody to uncover it when it's it's kind of I because I do think I I think because of what I believe about God is that we we really do have gifts and talents and passions that he's put within us, all right? So if we're not aware of them or if somebody's not aware of them or can't see them or can't connect with them, right. then something's blockading that, right? right? So there something's blockading that. So how do you how do you take down that blockade? How do you start to kind of uncover your true self, like who, who, who you really were kind of called to be and to, to kind of ignite that again. It's almost, I think of it as like a little fire, right? So we have this little fire inside of us, but maybe those embers are so, so small Mm -hmm. that, that it's like, you have to kind of stoke that flame a little bit and kind of, you know, poke at it to kind of get that fire to roar back to life. When that fire is that passion within us to pursue and, and that's that confidence where that comes from. So how do you, how do you start I mean, what do you do to poke that fire to try to figure it out? Well, like some of the things we've talked about, I think getting them to a baseline of like, I will, I will get someone or I'm encouraging the audience to do a personality profile, kind of like get an idea of, of how God made you. That's our DNA. Mm-hmm. And then you look at, at some of your life experiences and, and how that kind of formulates you. But then really try to, to look at a list of, of, uh, whether it's job opportunities or things things in the in the career market um, that really perk your, your that like stoke that fire. So say they come across you know like a journalism and they say, wow, I journalism is something I really always wanted to do or I love to write or I love to journal. So so in therapy, what I do is I try to get them to really look inwardly more at at what they enjoy. So it may not be like a gift talent or ability that they may, they may not fully grasp that concept. What do they just like? Yeah. Yeah. What, what are they, what are their interests? Like maybe they like photography, you know, um, maybe they like history. Yeah. History. Maybe they like, you know, just to read. I mean, and, and so there's just, just lots of different things when you can hone in on some of those career, um, or even life skills, life passions that they enjoy doing. And then you can look at how do I then regain my confidence to go forth and to go forward in a career opportunity. Um, but then I also am very big on trying to get them to see, you know, what takes away their confidence. Like, you know, because you're fighting, you're fighting a couple wars here. You're fighting against someone who really doesn't believe in themselves or believe in anything that they have any passions or purposes or any gifts or talents and so getting them to see not only that that they do but also when they do find something 
typically they're not going to be very confident to pursue right. it. So you have to develop the confidence, really. To so it's it's phase one is really finding out what that is, right? Yes. I mean, you really yep. do have to figure that out. And obviously, that's not a one time one time like oh, it's just a few minutes and you've got it, right? It could it could take some time of prayer and searching and yep. op- opening yourself up to those possibilities. It may take some time to find that, but then the phase two is really like okay, now you've got to, now you've got to pursue it. And pursuing is not always this nice, easy, straight path. Um, for a lot of careers, there's, you know, it can be a challenge. Yeah. And I, and I think what happens with, with a lot of people is they, they might like have a spark or that ember might be ignited and then they, they give up pretty quickly because they didn't have the encouragement. They, they don't know how to go about doing it. And so or in today's society, of course, you know, if you want to be a, a writer, for example, they think, okay, well, so if I start writing something today, then in about six months, I'll, I'll be published and I can put it on. <laughs> yeah. And some yeah, people exactly. really, they no. really think that, or they think, yeah. oh, so if I get a, a job as a photographer, then I'll be on my own in six months. And so yeah. it just... Let's start the business today. And, yeah, we yeah. live in such a microwave society. We think everything is you quick, know, quick, is, quick. Yeah, and so we have to realize that it's not, and that it does. Yeah. We do need to start, you know, at not at the bottom, bottom, but sometimes, sometimes, sometimes yeah. But but sometimes we need to learn a trade, or we need to learn, um, go to school, get mm-hmm. a degree, or get a trade, and go from there. But the learning really, honestly, for anything never stops. I mean, you're True. constantly reading right. books and, and, you know, going to classes and things to continue to grow. Um, I mean, just the brain spotting thing has been a new thing this year or last yeah. two years, I guess. Yeah, um, going on two years. Where, you know, you learned a, a new skill that could be helpful for people. And um, I know as a writer... I am constantly trying to learn and to grow and to get better at it. I think um, it's just something that you should, I mean, you should just assume that you have to learn, but then assume that you have to never stop learning ever. Um, And how you grow in, in whatever business it is. um, It's, it's true. The more you, the more you learn, the more you grow. Um, And again, in that, I think, develops its own confidence, right? When you learn, you develop confidence. It does. It does. The more you learn, you you know, you pass a test or you you pass a class, um, you learn something in a book. I mean, it's just really kind of like, oh, this is, I could do this. And that's what you, and so some of the confidence comes from internally is that that self-talk is that, you know, I can do this. I like this. This is awesome. I can have fun at this. And that's, I think Mm -hmm. that's a big thing too is to, is to learn that we can really, um, whatever career choice it may be or whatever you want to do with your life, is that, that I, can, I can really enjoy, enjoy, you know, you know doing this um, profession. Yeah. And at the same time, you have to have that because you are going to encounter failures. Yeah. And I think that's one of the biggest confidence destroyers is the fear of failure. Is that so many people they they hit a roadblock or or a stumbling block and all of a sudden they start to they start talking to themselves negatively like mm-hmm. a, like the opposite of what I just said like they will say I can't do this this is pointless this is ridiculous what am I thinking this is there's just no way I can ever get to be that nurse because it's just too or, hard to be a nurse these days and it's too much school it's too much 
just too much. And so they, they just pour on that, that um, overwhelming, like, aboding, you know, foreboding on themselves. And they get depressed. They get anxious. They get very, you know, self, self-critical. I mean, that's one of the bigger, you know, ways of destroying your confidence is being self-critical and the fear of failure. Yeah. Well, that does destroy it too. I mean, it destroys all forward momentum. So obviously, you know, the enemy, you know, obviously is feeding off of that, right? Yeah. I mean, we, we, if we self-talk, then we're, if we self do this negative kind of self-talk and just kind of constantly put that negativity on ourselves, then we're, we're basically agreeing with an enemy who wants to stop us from doing anything. He wants, he wants us to be, he wants to live, the enemy wants us to live in a place of feeling worthless and feeling kind of like demeaned and detached from the world and from life. And, and so that's all spiritual in a it way. Is. I mean, that's all very much, you know, God didn't create us to live in, in shame and, and fear and just, I can't, I can't, I can't. You know, right. in fact, he's the opposite. He wants us to abide in him so that we can grow and have have passion for life and for things and to give back to the body at large and to also just into the, to be productive members of society. Yeah. And honestly, you, you have to, you have to embrace the truth that you have value and you are worth it. You're worth everything. And that comes down to that core idea of, you know, you, you were worth Jesus's life to be able to rescue, you know, you weren't meant to, to stay in a pit. You weren't ever meant to live in this place of, of unfulfillment. We were meant to live in, in this abundant life. And that abundant life is, is because of the great value and worth you have simply being human, simply being God's creation. You know, we were made in God's image and that, that truth, that core truth is, you know, if you, if you don't believe it, if you can't sit there and say, I have worth, I have great value. I am greatly loved by God. If you, if you cannot do that, then you have to start there. I think, yeah. because honestly, unless, unless you see and understand and, and believe in your own value and worth, um, then it is ha- really hard to develop confidence because yeah. you don't have that foundation to come from. Um, and I think that that goes back to developing that relationship with Christ and really getting into the word and seeing who you are um, in the word and how he, how Jesus speaks of you. And, right. you know, um, the, <laughs> I know one of the verses that impacted me when I was an, a young Christian was that, you know, where he has the very hairs of our head all numbered, you know, that kind yeah. of like magnificent, like, wow, like that he would know that detail is, is just kind of, it's kind of mind boggling. It's like one of those Verses that you're like, why, why would you, why would you have that? And yet that is the intimacy with which he views us. And I know that I had a lot of, of, um, restoration to happen in who I was and my value and my worth because of being very torn down as a kid and feeling like Mm -hmm. I didn't have any value and worth. And so I really, I can look back on my walk with God and see where he, you know, just slowly started to build that, that who, that worth, um, back into me and, and, um, 
and that confidence that that kind of got ripped away um, at a very early age. And so, but it can be done, and that's that's the beauty of that's the beauty of it is that it doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter where you are in life. You know, God wants to restore. He wants to restore those things and he wants you to find your passions and find what you're meant to do. And so he's with us in that journey. So if you're, if you say, okay, I'm, I want to stop and and you've got to stop tearing yourself down. I mean, really, you bring up a really good point that I see a lot in counseling is that um, cause I'll say those things like the hairs on your head and then the, you know, the, the, um, grains of sand, you know, at the beach and, you know, our, th- you know, God really does love us and think about us. And, and it's amazing how a lot of us don't really grasp that fully, yeah. the full understanding of how much we are really, really, really loved, um, by God. And of course we're, this is equally hated by the devil, but, it's but true. really God really loves us. And so, if we if we can start there sometimes in our confidence building and to know that that is that we are so loved and I, I see so many people that they just they don't grasp that and then that segues into I really don't even love myself and yes. so I see that a lot is that people don't love who they are in Christ and so they their identity is is all over the map it's all all segmented into different parts of society and themselves and and they're trying they're searching for an identity but they they have to be able to love feel that love of christ first and then start to grow in love for themselves and really really grow there i mean i think that's just a huge thing for people to to start growing in their confidence with with themselves is by just liking who they are liking liking who they are not just in Christ, which is big, but also just as a human and as in, in relationships with other people. And I think that's the next step is, is the relationships with other people. Because we can, we can have confidence. We can start to grow in confidence, but we have to surround ourselves with other confident people. We have to know who is healthy for us, who's going to encourage us, who's going to build us up, who's going to really pour good good words good actions into us and i think that's you know that that can be at a spouse level that could be at friends um as a teacher you're on the front lines of of growing in um, confidence at at kids at such a young age as a therapist i am you know always you know encouraging you know my clients to 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 be better or to do this or to you know, you know, yeah. so, so there's, there's so much that has to, has to be said about surrounding yourself with good, healthy people. Cause obviously the opposite is if you have toxic people sitting around you that are saying, you suck, you suck, you suck, you're not good at this, you'll never accomplish, you know, there's, there's so or, many naysayers. Or even if they're just saying that about themselves too, that breeds it too. Yes. Like if you're, if you're sitting there saying, oh, I suck and this, this is so bad. I and then never... I'm like, yes, this is so terrible. And I don't know what to do with my life. You know, like right. you, you kind of, you all feed each other. Yeah. It's not even that they're saying negative things about you, but even if they're saying negative things about themselves, then you're all being negative. And everybody's agreeing. Yeah. They're yeah. just agreeing with what you're saying. Yeah. You are kind of, you do not yeah. do that well or whatever. Yeah, the the but the beauty is is that you're you 
God wants to restore all of that. He wants right. to restore where we're meant to be because that is not where we're meant to be. That's not where we're meant to live in that negativity and that, you know, that tearing down part. We're meant to build. You know, we're builders. Right. And so having that confidence in yourself because of who you are in Christ and then surround yourself with good, healthy people, we can. We can go forth and you can do do things in your life that, that maybe you never even thought that you would do because you never really thought deeper about it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, okay. So you, you can do this wherever you are, wherever you're sitting, wherever you're listening to this, you, you can do this. You can pursue this kind of restoration of, of finding that spot where you're really meant to be and that where you're meant to go. Um, whether you, you have an inkling and I do, I do think that if you're willing to kind of step back and really kind of like open up yourself before God, you know, I, I do believe that as he restores how you think and how you live and the way you treat yourself, then that passion, those gifts and those talents right. will start to s- reveal themselves. Yes. I think. Yeah, yeah. I believe that. I, and we have to begin that process of allowing God to show us, to reveal that to us so that we can start to go forth. Yeah. So when I was, um, when I was a kid, um, and I remember all the way back to like six, probably sixth grade was the first time that I really, really, um, I had a creative writing teacher. Um, it was, we had a, well, it wasn't, she, they did like a little elective thing in my middle school. And so you could come into school early and take a little class. And so I took a little creative writing class and I, I wrote stories and stuff. And and I remember way back, even when I was littler, you know, having stories that I was always writing. And then in high school, I told my mom that I wanted to be an author. I wanted to write books. And she said that, um, that, oh, well, you know, your other friend really has the talent to do that. Now, she didn't directly say, you don't have the talent, but by saying, oh, your friend so-and-so has the talent to do that, it was like, it destroyed me. Like, it destroyed me. Like, I literally stopped writing at that point in my um, high school. I don't think I wrote ever again through high school. And then... Um, and so it, it just stopped me in my tracks. And of course I didn't know God then. Um, I just assumed, oh, I'm not good enough to be a writer. I'm just not good enough. And that thought, that one little thought made me not pursue it. I just literally let that thing die. Um, and, and never thought about it again. And, um, to this day, my mother says that she didn't say that, but I remember where I was standing in the kitchen when it happened because it was so formative for me that I was like, oh, wow, I'm not talented enough to do that. So I might as well give up that dream. And I did give it up for many, many years. And it wasn't until after we were married. Um, I think I'd even had one child by that point. Hadn't hadn't we had our oldest by this point? I think so. I started, I started writing a book. Um, I I started writing a story and I don't, I just kind of, just started a story. I had an idea about this girl and, um, in youth group that we were working with a youth group at the time. And, um, I had, I started this story and I started writing it and then eventually I finished it. And I still remember finishing it that first time that it was like during the writing of that, it was like, God kind of like gave me this hope that, I can do this now. Yeah. Like, and, and I think that almost like by doing it, it restored that confidence yeah. in me. 
Like I, oh, I actually really can do this. And that book actually ended up selling to a publisher um, within a couple of years. And I ended up writing an entire series from that book. And yeah. so it was, that was a huge confidence boost that, oh, wow, I, I really can do this. And it was very like mind blowing to me that I could go from believing that you know, from one statement from my mother to say, you know, you can't right. do this to being completely restored and having an entire book series. And now, you know, yeah. down the road and I have even more books published now, but, um, but it's, it's amazing how difficult those, those things can be to overcome. Well, you started with a thought and you, and you felt negative about the thought, but yet you still had that ember burning inside of you yeah and you put you did an action you did mm -hmm. you put paper you put pen to paper and you actually did an action so that you didn't stay stuck in that mindset of i can't i can't i can't because nobody believes in me or i don't right but but you didn't you said no i still have the passion to do it and so i'm gonna put i'm gonna do an action with it and i'm gonna Start typing, and which you did. Well, and starting typing, and I think that it's important to not put extra pressure on yourself too, because I didn't start typing thinking I'm going to write the next great American novel. Right. I just started typing to tell a story. Yeah. You know, to, to do because it. Because you enjoyed doing it. To, you, yeah. It was your passion. It was your, yeah. it was that fire inside of you that wanted to do that. Yeah. But finishing that book was a tremendous confidence. Like I can write a whole book. There's some, there's a crazy statistic out there about writing. So many people want to write books, right? And, and obviously if you have questions about writing books, feel free to contact me, whatever. But, um, so many people talk about wanting to write a book or they have an idea for a book and everything else. And it's like a huge percentage, like never, never write the book. Like, so, so it's, that comes out of that confidence. Yeah. Most people don't have the confidence to just do it. Or, you know, sometimes it's, you know, people who, who love ideas, but they don't really, they don't really like the work of writing, yeah. um, which can be, you know, a deterrent as well. But overall, you really do have to take steps. Yeah. You have to take steps. Now, obviously taking steps with writing was to actually write the words, but taking steps could look like taking a class or learning something online. There's so, There's so much. much good stuff online. Like you don't even have to register for college classes anymore and you can get amazing, amazing stuff just from reading a great book or, or taking a class online or watching a lecture. I mean, goodness oh, yeah. gracious, TED Talks nowadays have so many oh great gosh. things yeah. um, as yeah. well. So many great things out there. So you don't you you yes. have to take a step. Um, and so, so taking that step, what kind of steps could what step could you take to stoke that fire? You know what what could you do? What's what's a what's a tangible step that you can make to say, okay, I'm going to start moving in this direction, and I'm going to stop talking negatively. You know, you have to look at that as like putting poison in yourself. Like you really, really do because those words are poisoning your thoughts, your mind, your, your focus, your heart. It's just, yeah. it's so destructive to you. It's poison. So every time you do that to yourself, you're, you're just dripping poison on yourself. And, and, yeah. and so you have to really look at it as like, you know, this is hurting me. It's hurting you emotionally. It's hurting you mentally, socially. It's it's hurting you in so many ways. So you really have to stop doing it. And I think that if you're one of those people that does speak negatively to yourself, that's where you have to start. Is yeah. you have to you have to start there, and you have to say, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop this. And you can't. I think it's it's two two steps, right? You stopping the bad thought, but then replacing it with a better thought. 
Right, and that's I kind of like use a computer metaphor where if you if you have a bad thought about yourself, like say I can't do this, then you kind of like drag the cursor across that thought and you hit the delete button, and then you type in something different, something positive, like I, I know I can do this. I can do all yeah. things through Christ. I can do what I put my mind to, and so you fill in that that empty space of the negative, and you you fill it in with something that's healthy. Yeah. And a good thought. And I think that helps yeah. you to, you ha- and that, believe me, easier said than done, <laughs> but it's, it's about perseverance and really the, the more and more you do that, the, the, the better you'll get, the, you'll get better at it to be able to say, okay, all week long, I replace my, my negative thoughts with, with good, healthy thoughts. And so I do feel a little bit better, even if it's just going from like a, a one to a two, um, that's, that's progress. Yeah. And it's one step at a time. And, and you don't, you don't, I think the, there's something too about your, the act of that will of saying, okay, mm-hmm. I, uh, instead of saying I, I, I'm worthless, like I just, uh-huh. I'm worthless and say, no, I have great value. I have great, great value. Yeah. I have something to contribute to life, yes. to the life around me. I have something worthwhile to share with the world. When you say that, now you might not believe it at first, but say it anyway. Make yeah. yourself say it. Don't don't like say, well, I can't say that because I don't believe it. Well, you know what? Sometimes that act of your will is that step towards believing it and embracing it. Um, so even if you don't necessarily totally believe that good thought yet, make yourself say it, make yourself yes. repeat it, make yourself stay there because that act of your will, your feelings and emotions will eventually catch up. Right. They will. If you keep at it. Um, I, I promise you it's, it works the same. It honestly works the same way with forgiveness. When you're struggling with forgiving somebody, um, you know, you can, you can say, you know, I, I choose to forgive. I choose to love. I choose, I pray blessings on that person, Lord. And even if your feelings don't match it right away, that is okay. Starting with that, with that, that choosing that by the act of your will to forgive and to release and to bless, then your feelings and your emotions can kind of come along behind it. Um, You don't have to lead with your feelings and emotions because your your feelings and emotions are often not going to lead you in the right direction. So your will has to lead you in the right direction and then those will come along behind. Yep. Very well said. It's so true. Why, thank you. Thank you. I mean, I, I mean, I don't you, I mean, I, I have to tell myself <laughs> day by day. I mean, as a writer, like I, you know, I say this, you know, I wrote this novel and I got this publishing contract. It was great. Yes. So I've also experienced, you know, hundreds of failures oh too. Gosh, yeah. So many, I mean, so many. my writing journey is littered with failures, like so many. And so you have to, you have to learn these strategies because at some point you're going to still have to pick yourself up and say, well, just because of one failure doesn't mean it's all over. I have to pick myself up. Or just because of 50 failures. I mean, you, I mean, you're a good example because you didn't stop writing after the first rejection or the second or the 10th. I mean, Mm -hmm. you kept doing it. You kept at it. You kept at it. And I have to keep at it. Like, I mean, I think the arts in particular can be hard because there is so much rejection. Uh, there is so many, there's just so many no's. Yeah. Like the, the the yeses are so few and far between. Um, but that you have to keep at it. And like, I, I have had a lot of rejection 
over these last 10 years or so. And, um, and, but yet like during this quarantine time, yeah, like I've really kind of buckled down and said, okay, I'm going to keep writing and I'm going to keep learning and I'm going to keep growing. And yesterday I spent all day online, you know, watching, um, lectures on, on, so I can get better as a screenwriter. And to me, like that was, that was great. And it actually encouraged me. So like learning and kind of growing and, and putting that inside of me helped me to feel like, okay, yes, I, I've learned something valuable, and now I can turn around and apply that to exactly my writing. My yep. writing. So hopefully you've gotten some tips and some ideas on kind of moving forward, taking a few more steps. Um, it's a journey. Um, it is something that, you know, these are strategies that you're going to use forever. Like this is the kind of, like, again, this is the stuff we have to remind ourselves to right. do, um, on a regular basis. So this doesn't have anything to do with, you know, how far or, you know, how old you are or anything like that. All this has to do with is, you know, this is how we, we move through, we move through to keep moving forward. Right. Um, so, so we right. don't get like stuck that. in the mire, you right. know, um, because you can, you can, and you have such value. And I think that that's where my heart is, right? Is that, you know, I think that there's, there's people out there that, that, that they are, they're stuck and they're struggling and they don't know which way to go and they don't feel confident in themselves. And we're saying, you know, you can come, you can climb out of this, um, but you're going to have to do the hard work of, of making yourself stop the negative road and, and yes. move towards, you know, that positive road of, of who God created you to be. Um, and you can do this, you can do this. And so we just encourage you to, you know, take, take whatever, whatever piece like struck with you today and, right. and, and, and move forward with, with that, that thing today, uh, so that you can start to make progress and stoke that fire and find that passion and flame, um, and develop that confidence. Right. And please contact us if you have any questions or comments, we would love to hear, hear from you. Yes. You can contact us at what do I do with my life podcast at gmail.com. That's the email address. Uh, please write to us with any questions or thoughts or suggestions or whatever you would like. Um, again, that's what do I do with my life podcast at gmail.com. And then the website is what do I do with my life podcast.com. You can find out a little bit more about us there. Um, please, uh, share this podcast with anybody who you think might get some, get some help out of it. Uh, we'd love to encourage you. We'd love to, um, to tell you that you can do this. You can do this. You've got, you've got an amazing thing inside of you that the world is meant to have. Um, and it's, it's, it's not fair for you to keep it to yourself. You've got to find a way to, to share it with the people, um, and the tribe that God has meant for you to share it with. Um, you really do. You have an amazing thing inside of you. So don't, don't let it, don't let it, um, don't let it die. Stoke that fire. You know, yes. Get, Stoke get, that fire. I like going. that. Yeah, I like it too. Stoke that ember. <laughs> All right. So All right. thank you so much for listening. Um, make sure you tune in next time. Make sure you like, subscribe, and share, and all those fun things. And we will see you next time. Bye.